Hello, everyone. I am Haley. I'm your guide to love. Welcome back. This channel is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have someone who I've known a few years um, mm -hmm. that's going to be with me today, and this is Jessica Patton. She is a pure romance consultant. Hey! Hey! I'm Very so excited. excited. <laughs> Very excited to be here. Um, yeah, so this is very exciting because I think we met, what, like four years ago? Oh my gosh, yeah, a long time, yeah, four years, wow. Yeah, so that was when I was going through my orgasm struggle, uh -huh. <laughs> and so I hosted a pure romance party, and it was so fun, and mm -hmm. it really sparked my passion for female sexuality, um, and so go into more about what you're doing. Um, so basically if someone's never heard of pure romance, so I'm a sexual health educator. So my job is to empower, educate, and entertain women. Um, the most common way that people choose to do that is through like how you did it with in-home fun parties. So it doesn't feel like they're going through like a sex ed class and they're having fun at the same time and they get free stuff. But that's the most common and then sometimes I have women that do one-on-one -on -one consultations. Mm, okay, I love that. And then, so I know we talked about this when I was with you, but do a lot of the women, are they like, oh my God, like do they openly admit at parties, hey, I'm not having orgasm? Um, not necessarily in like a group setting because there's still, unfortunately, is that like shame that a lot of women feel. And so it's more so in the ordering room when we're getting to do like a one-on-one, -on -one, that's normally when they're opening up and telling me about what they're going through or what they're struggling with. Um, so that's normally where all, I call it the like happy place. That's where all the good stuff happens. And then what is the most common problem? Um, so I, um, ha my dog is going to make her debut as well. So <laughs> mine is, or for the women that I deal with most commonly is chemo and then um, not being able to achieve an orgasm. So those are the most two common that I have customers that deal with. And do they say no orgasm in terms of, I'm not having an orgasm on my own, or I'm not having one with my partner? Both. Okay. So I have a lot of women, I have several women that have been married for several years and have never achieved an orgasm with their partner. And then I have several women that, um, even some that are in like their 40s or above and have never had an orgasm like at all. I always tell them afterwards, I'm about, I'm about to be your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay, so then do they so they buy a toy? And then, um sometimes, sometimes not so much. Do you think it's just because that cuz this is, you know, I'm an open book. So yeah. Get that not everybody is on this. Person, mm -hmm. But do you think that there's still shame around buying a toy? Mhm. Mm there's still a lot of stigma of that your partner should be able to do this or I'm replacing my partner if I purchase a toy or it means there's just a lot, unfortunately, still a lot of stigma or shame behind them owning a vibrator or some kind of toy um, where in reality, it's just a communication tool. It's just a tool to open up communication with a partner or to have a better understanding of their body of their own. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think most women I know have a toy. <laughs> uh, around like, I think the statistic now is like at least 80% of women own a toy now. Okay. That doesn't trap me. Mm-hmm. It's becoming more, luckily 2019 was a really good year for women and we're getting more and more um, on the forefront of like, okay, you know, empowerment and all of the things. Mm -hmm. So only good things are coming. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I mean, I, from my personal experience, I think that if had I not taken my sexuality into my own hands and figured it out, I think I'd still be orgasmless. Oh yeah. And think, I think too, a lot of women don't realize the significance of us having orgasms. It's not a dirty thing for us to have orgasms. It's actually very healthy for us to have orgasms. And we are supposed to be having three to four orgasms a week. And there are several women that are either not having any at all, or they're only having one orgasm a month and, or on like a major holiday. <laughs> that that's not okay. It's really healthful, like healthy for our skin, our own mental stability. It's very important. There's tons and tons of health benefits to us having orgasms. Mm, yeah, definitely. And do you think that women, it, they're just so busy, they don't even think about it? Um, yes and no. I think we... We are very mental. Like our number one sex organ is our brain. Mm -hmm. And so especially if they're in a relationship where there is shame or anything like that, they're going to be way more turned off mentally. So they're not going to be very open sexually in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think we just get so in like the hustle and bustle, like you were saying, just so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, okay. So those women come to you and then mm -hmm. they, the ones that are not having orgasm. So then what happens like for those of that do buy toys, then they end up having an orgasm and then they come back to you and they're like, yeah. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like a specific scenario that just popped up into my head. She was, um, in her forties. She had just had another baby and um she had never had she didn't even really know about a clitoris and then so she went to a party she was like i will never purchase a toy from you and i will never book a party but i do have questions so i talked with her the next i saw her the following month she purchased a vibrator and she booked a party um and then now she still talks to me she's having regular orgasms um but I, and I don't even remember where I was going with that. But yes, women should be having orgasms. <laughs> okay, but yes, yay for that woman who <laughs> took her pleasure into her hands and took responsibility. Yes, it's yes. very important for us as women to know our own bodies. If we don't know our own bodies, how do we expect somebody else to know our own body? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I spoke to a woman once that had had a baby too, and she wasn't having an orgasm. And it had been over a year since her and her husband had sex and she was very angry and bitter, but mm -hmm. didn't want to self-pleasure. Yes. Again, somewhere in the mental, like the shame of like, oh, I'm having to do this on my own or they're not 
helping me achieve an orgasm, mm -hmm. all of those things, where in reality, it's, what's a good amount? Sometimes you just need a quick fix, especially as a busy mom. And if you have little young ones, you might not have time every day to have that romantic time with your partner and to be able to have a 30 minute session. Sometimes you just need to get in there and get her done and then go do the laundry, you know? So, and for our, the biggest thing is our mental stability. Like those orgasms are so important for our mental saneness. It's insane. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just makes me a better person. <laughs> yeah. And all in all, like we are way more happy more positive things are going to be happening to us because we're in a better mood. We're going to be a better partner too. If you're in a significant relationship, you're going to be a better friend. All of the things because we don't want to kill people. <laughs> yeah, but really, well, yeah. But in I, seriousness, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Listen, I'm. You're talking to someone who is on an antidepressant, thinking about killing people. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. And I remember dating someone and wasn't having an orgasm, and just thinking I'm going to snap, you know? And so I think it's to compare to how I am now, it's just totally mm -hmm. different. Oh yeah. And the self-confidence, all of that, that comes with it and being empowered and feeling okay and comfortable to talk to a partner or just being empowered enough to explore your own body is really, really awesome and a great tool for women to have. Mm, yes. Okay. So what would you say um, for women that are really struggling with this, have so much shame? Um, normally, I would tell them to have a party. But the best thing to do is to find a consultant or to find someone that they can talk to, like a third party, not necessarily like a girlfriend, because um, sometimes that can add even more shame, especially if that girlfriend is in a very healthy relationship and isn't experiencing those issues. She's only going to come out of that scenario feeling even more broken, um, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So to find somebody, either a pure romance consultant, a sex therapist, um, a really, really good gynecologist, someone they feel comfortable talking to would be what I would recommend to just have that conversation to start off with. Not necessarily go into like a sex toy shop and go buy something, but have the conversation of like, hey, this is what I'm going through. Do you have any recommendations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I look back on my period of, it was about three years that I wasn't, and I'm so thankful, even though it was a male therapist, mm -hmm. and you know, I had kind of issues because I thought, oh, he's not going to get it. Yeah. But it was comfortable to have someone be like, hey, I'm dealing with this issue, and I think there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. It's great to have, that's what I love about what I do, because I get to be that third party for them. Mm -hmm. There's no shame. There's no... They're not worried that I'm going to go tell Susie Q at their church what's going on. And they can ask me questions openly and not feel like I'm going to judge them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely makes sense because I'm doing something similar. And mm -hmm. I think that, like, even I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed this too, that women feel 
like it's dirty to put their fingers inside of them. Mm-hmm. Haley, women feel it's dirty just to have like self-pleasure or to tell a partner that great example. I had a party last weekend with an older group. They were probably 50. The youngest person was probably 50 years old in the room. And several of these women had already been through menopause and they just felt like they weren't supposed to enjoy sex anymore because of going through menopause and they were later on in their age. So they shouldn't own a toy. Those things are for younger people and they shouldn't be receiving pleasure, which is totally the opposite. They should be receiving pleasure just as much as anyone else. Yeah. So we, as fighters for women empowerment and sexual health, just have to continue every day to hit the pavement and show these women, no, you deserve and you are worthy of having pleasure. Yes, definitely. And I'm really glad you brought up the older woman too, because listen, I, I went to a Tantra festival three years ago and it was a woman in her 60s that had not had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's so great for the woman listening that you're serving women of all ages because yeah, I mean, come on, I want to have sex until like I'm, I'm 80, 90, as long yeah. as I can do it. <laughs> There's, it's just like the age is just a number. Sexual health does not have a like time frame of where mm-hmm. shouldn't be between like 18 and 35. No, sexual health is through your whole life. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what was I going to say? Okay, so what advice for men, though? Because I know there are men watching, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of men, it's like they, they have shame, too, because they put a lot of their self-worth in how to please women and whether they're, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's they, a lot of pressure. Yes. Yeah. One, again, communication. Like, communication is key. And to be supportive. I know, especially for like the older women, once they go through menopause, that's really can be really harsh on their bodies. And a lot of times, unfortunately, even though we're still in 2020, a lot of these women aren't getting proper education from their doctors on what's the next step that they can do to be able to have intercourse with their partner and still get pleasure. So I think from a man's standpoint, one, to just be really supportive and be that partner with them. Like, hey, let's just sit down, have a conversation. We can try these things. Hey, how about we go talk to this person? Um, And be by their side instead of just be like, oh, it's your problem. You deal with it. I'm just going to be here. Mm -hmm. Because do you ever get to talk to the men or you mainly... Sometimes, if they do the one-on-one consultation, sometimes they'll bring their partners with them. And then sometimes, um, if we're out and about, I run into customers and their husbands. So um, I've had several that will say, you know, you saved our relationship or stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't talk to um, a lot of the male partners. I deal more with the women. The most common with the men is like erectile dysfunction is what I get told the most of. And then what do you say about that? That one's a tricky one to deal with Um, just because there's so many different issues that could be happening. A lot of times it's low testosterone. Um, So I always recommend because I'm not a medical profession. 
um, for them to go and get checked out by their doctor to make sure that their testosterone level is at a good point. That's the first step. And then again, for men, like you were saying, there's a huge pressure for them to perform. And so again, a lot of it's mental for them. So massage is really good. It helps get them out of their head and communication and having like um, foreplay and conversations and talking um, generally helps a lot of the men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I think that that's something that really surprised me when I first started doing this work because I was so focused on women. I was like, women mm-hmm. have all these issues. But yeah, men need to be, um, had some compassion too, because that is a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And they should be, it's a partnership. Women shouldn't just have to go through this all on their own. You know, you can be at the forefront as well, learning mm-hmm. and finding out all the things with me. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. So what would you want everyone to take away from this? Um, empowerment is my biggest, biggest, biggest thing. Um, I strive every single day to hope that even just one more woman can feel empowered to be comfortable to talk about her sexual health or find out more about her sexual health or be comfortable to talk to a partner about what pleasures her, what doesn't pleasure her. Um, So just for them to feel comfortable and remove little bit of that shame every single day so that they feel empowered to talk to people and it's not dirty and it shouldn't be considered dirty to talk about sexual health. Mm, Yes. I'm so glad you said that though, because that's a huge part of my mission too, because I literally thought there was something wrong with me when I was going through. Yeah. Yeah. I call it broken. A lot of women feel broken because of the fact that nobody openly I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of individuals do not openly talk about it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of women feel like they're battling on their own when in reality, there's thousands of other women that are going through the same exact issues as them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need... We need as women to be more open with what's going on so more women can feel empowered and feel, okay, it's not just me. I'm not broken. Yes, definitely. Listen, I totally agree with you. That's one of the reasons why I do these interviews and put them on YouTube is because I want people to feel that way and not Mm -hmm. feel what I felt because I remember crying to my therapist about it um, because I didn't even expect, uh, like, even talk about with my own sister, you know? Yeah. Um, and you're a so, twin. Yeah, really. Are you guys and, twins? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And now, obviously, I'm talking about all over social media. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want everybody yep. and their mother to squirt and have amazing orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> what but, a horrible word that they can't. That's the actual technical term for it, too, squirting. They couldn't yes. have come up with anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, once you get on the other side, you're like, oh, my gosh, it was worth it, yeah. you know? Yep. Life is so much better. <laughs> mm, yes, definitely. Okay. So where can everybody find you? Um, so they can find me on Facebook. If they just literally search Jessica Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. Um, they can find me on Instagram. I am on there as Jessica and then PR lady. And I don't know if you want me to share my phone number. I'm totally fine. Um, 
they it's up can to you. they can contact me 678-773-2982. Mm -hmm. I there's no obligation for them to purchase anything. I just want to be a tool so that if they have questions or concerns, mm -hmm. they have someone to reach out to. Okay. And same for, for you. They should be feel comfortable to reach out to you as well. Mm -hmm. They've got two great resources. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, everybody always knows. You can always email me or DM me on Instagram or comment below this video. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, cool. Well, yeah, I will definitely put all of your information below. Thank you so much for Thanks for joining. having me. This is such a fun conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and then be sure to subscribe to my channel and make sure to share the video. All right. Bye, y'all.